where you talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love and we're your hosts shelby and matt nope 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 <laughs> nope nope, nope not nope, today nope 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 yeah yeah we're here to talk about nope which i'm excited for because obviously we've covered jordan peele on this podcast before being seen as we're four years into this uh his yes. last movie his second movie was us which you did not like you thought was very weird and stupid and i enjoyed because of its weirdness and kind of illogical uh, world building. I, I still think about it. I haven't watched Us since it came out. Oh, really? Um, I have. Well, we all know that you're a movie rewatcher, <laughs> and I am not. Um, but I have watched clips of it at various points. And yeah. I feel like the, it stayed with me in a way that a lot of movies that we have watched have not. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that Us is as good as... Um, either get out or nope mm. but i do think that us has some strong qualities to it i think it's just like trying it's it's a it's it's very ambitious it's a big and idea. i think that there yeah. are p- portions of it that land mo- that he sticks the landing on and there are portions of it that feel a little bit shaky but Ugh. yeah we talked about that obviously we've talked about get out um, at various points in reference to all kinds of things, although we've never done an episode on that one because that came out before we started this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, nope. I <laughs> It was very, very hush-hush uh, what it was about. Um, the first hint we got, obviously, was the title, but then there was a poster reveal of, like, a cloud with a sort of kite string coming out of it. All very, oh, what is this? Mysterious. The first trailer came out it seemed very like maybe alien very like hmm what's going on something supernatural and then the second trailer was more funny it was like oh siblings having a good time like this is kind of it was a more peppy energy than you got from like the us obviously uh which was much more terror uh, but i think it was similar to us or like even something like inception in its trailer rollout where it's from a big name you but and they're sort of giving you kind of the genre but aside from that they're not really telling you what it's about it's the exact opposite of like a fast and the furious movie (laughs) where going into it you know exactly what all the set pieces are going to be exactly what's going to happen you're just watching Uh a fuller version of the trailer <laughs> where this i i did not know what was happening i did not know what it was going to be about um and the and and also his previous two films had come out in the winter early in the year this is coming out in the summer but since get out was such a big like oscar player i sort of felt like well this is a little bit of a weird time to drop this movie because if it is something that has Oscar potential. It's strange that they wouldn't save it till fall some point. Um, And since the genre was like, is this going to be another horror movie? It's hard to say. His previous two were, but this didn't really feel like it was going in that direction based on the trailers. I I felt like I went into this having no idea what was happening. Yeah. Completely just blind. Yeah. Well, and a fun fact is it's done supremely well. It broke his own record for the biggest opening weekend at the domestic box office for an original movie. So it made $44 million and the last movie to get that close was his 2019 Us. So yeah, he's here to stay. It's done well with critics. It has like an 81% fresh, 81% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, but it's kind of divided fans and watchers and <laughs> you were a big bet. You, you enjoyed it. You texted me after you were tweeting about it. You said, this is a good time. It's like a monster movie. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I was expecting something that was going to be like more horror yeah, or like I guess maybe prestige even horror. more sci-fi. And this has... Like, it's definitely a little bit more elevated than your standard monster movie. 
but feels like a uh, Jaws, Jurassic Park, Cloverfield, War of the Worlds. Super like that's Yeah, that's more of the energy than Get Out or The Babadook or something. Um, <laughs> yeah. There, it's, it's definitely more There's of a lot of sunshine movie. in this movie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, there's, it's scary in parts. Like, there's some good jump scares, but it's not really a horror movie. Yeah. I mean, I guess the main thing to say is if you're interested in seeing it, obviously there will be spoilers in this episode. Um, it It's probably more fun to see without spoilers, but I also think, you know, it'll work because it's it's beautifully done. He This is his biggest budget he's ever had, and it shows in every scene. He has this amazing cinematographer. Like, everything about it is beautiful, the music, everything. Um so if yeah, you don't want spoilers, then uh, you got to turn this off. <laughs> and I would say if you have the opportunity to watch it in IMAX, watch it in IMAX because I did and it's gorgeous. And also <laughs> if you have the opportunity to watch it with like a crowd of people, I think that's a fun experience too. Yeah. Okay. But I have to be honest. Um, you you said, oh, this is going to be your favorite. Like you're going to love this. It's a monster movie. That's my bread and butter. I yes. – I was excited. I went in. I was excited. And, you know, the whole time I was like, <laughs> I don't, I didn't hate this, this movie. I didn't you. hate this movie. That. But I was surprised by how I didn't like, I, I don't know. It was weird because at the time I was having like fun, but it wasn't wowing me. Like it wasn't capturing me. And when I walked out, it felt kind of like disjointed to me. And obviously, I've been able to like sit with it. I feel like if I went back and watched it, I'd like it more. Um, but I think I was hoping for something a little bit more like on the nose, like Jaws, or even like some, it felt a little bit more. If we're going Steven Spielberg, it felt a little bit more like Close Encounters of a Third Kind, where it's more almost about the psychology of the people invested rather than like. Like, yes, there's this element of let's hunt this monster, but the monster itself started to feel like, like, I, I don't know. I'm interested to talk with you because I walked away being like, huh, like that was fun. And I'm glad that Jordan Peele is stretching outside of his normal, like, you know, oh, prestige horror. Everyone's got to take me seriously. Like I respect the attempt, but it was like, huh, I, I either wanted it to be, I, I couldn't. I couldn't zero in on the energy of the film, I guess. Like I didn't I felt like I was like standing on the stream and it was like going past me and I could see why people were enjoying it, but like it hadn't caught me for whatever reason. <laughs> I I think that I mean I feel like it's a little bit it's obviously a monster movie. I think and I think it's a good monster movie, but it also does have aspects of it that are not that that are sort of running parallel to the yeah. plot and it has more of like a prestige energy to it in that regard yeah. of I feel like you have to sort of look at these different like plot lines that are going on and then try to figure out like to draw the pieces or to connect the dots sort yeah. of between them so I guess maybe we should sort of lay out the plot um for yeah because it just felt kind of like there was something yeah, it was kind of like looking at the genre through a very pretentious lens in some points. But then he also lightened it up with a lot of his like, you know, Key and Peele style humor and the characters were interesting. And so it was like a weird, yeah, there was like this balance that wasn't working for me, but I can see why worked for other people. And it does make for an interesting conversation where whereas a lot of like, you know, what are you going to break down about Cloverfield or Super 8, you know, like this he clearly is bringing something more to it, but it almost felt like he he wanted to leave enough like red herrings to leave it up for interpretation. So at parts, it felt kind of like, mm, I don't know if this is working. But yes. yeah, let's break it in. <laughs> so the main plot line is um, Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer are siblings. They're father or i guess like their great great grandfather started a, like a horse training company for horses that are going to appear in movies their father has passed away and so they're in charge of these horses and they live on this horse ranch i guess outside of los angeles somewhere and 
their business is sort of struggling. Kiki Palmer's character is a little bit erratic, even though she's got a lot of charisma, where Daniel Kaluuya's character is like uh, oppressively bad at the <laughs> charismatic part of his job. Like, yeah, it's just it's, so um, intensely like glowering and awkward the yeah, entire time. Very like introverted. Yeah. Kind of like soft spoken. Yes, but in sort of like a weird, almost like yeah. intimidating way at the same time. Just like not somebody who you would necessarily want to work with on a movie <laughs> set, I don't think. And so their business is failing, um, but they realize that sort of the horses that they have are disappearing. They're trying to figure out how they realize that they're sort of, that they're being abducted and they think that they're being abducted by some kind of UFO. And so the two of them set out to get what they call is the Oprah shot of a UFO. They're going to get a picture of it and that will sort of turn their fortune around because they'll make lots of money off of this picture of a UFO. So they start, you know, setting up different equipment in their house, in their barn. They go to someone who is basically like a geek squad equivalent who also <laughs> uh, ends up being um, a UFO sort of conspiracy nut who gets involved with them. They contact this cinematographer who is like a famed, like natural um, artiste. Yeah, like a nature uh, documentarian to get involved in this. And they are trying to figure out how to get a picture of this UFO. At the same time, there's also the Steven Yun plot line where he used to be like a child star on something that seemed like the Goonies. And then he was also on a sitcom that involved the chimpanzee. And at a certain point when he was younger, the chimpanzee went crazy on set, killed two of his co-stars, maimed a third, and then was shot in front of him. And he, since then, has sort of used the fame and notoriety that he got from that and also the previous movie to open a like amusement theme park, Wild West sort of situation that is buying horses from Daniel Kaluuya. And so that's how they are connected. But you find out that Stephen Young's character is also intrigued by this UFO in the sky and has also been um, sort of like giving animals to the UFO in hopes that he can somehow turn the UFO into like a sideshow at his amusement park. Um, yeah. And that's most of the movie if you get to the <laughs> sort of climax where they're trying yeah. to Yeah, and it's it. like definitely a slow build, which I don't mind. You have the same energy in, you know, Jurassic Park where it's you're getting to know the characters. Things are starting to be a little hairy, but then it all like implodes in the second act and into the finale. I feel like this movie opens with its most horrific and – interesting scene which is the chimpanzee attack the gordy stuff and that's what also surprised me about this movie is i i didn't find it scary at all and i know a lot of reviewers did or found it like unsettling and the only there were two parts that scared me and one was the gordy stuff which i am terrified of monkeys i would never have been on that set in a million years you couldn't have paid me enough money to work with a chimpanzee absolutely not so that was all realistic and horrifying they do an extended sequence of that like halfway through the movie and all of that was like mesmerizing and bone chilling and just as horrifying as you can imagine then the other stuff though this like whole alien shtick I <laughs> I don't I don't know how I feel about this movie, Matt. I like really want to love it and I'm more settling in this part of like it was fine. I kind of liked parts. I love this movie. I know. I thought it was so much fun. The the Gordy stuff, I mean, we get the first bit of it to sort of open the film and then they go back to it later on and we get sort of a more extended graphic sequence of what actually has happening on the set. Um, but I, I just, I thought that the alien stuff was a lot of fun. Cause they're trying, they sort of realized that this, uh, well, they, at a certain point, they realize that the a that the UFO isn't actually like a spaceship, but is actually like a creature, like a f 
flying saucer-like creature. And so they're sort of trying to bait it out into the open and then Which get a picture also, of it. How did they – because that's the thing that bothered me probably is Daniel Kaluuya I think is very talented – but there was like a lack of energy here and dimension. And so there's this point where he sees a flyer and inexplicably is like, I'm going to go get this horse. I'm going to go get Lucky. And I was like, how did he put this together? Because I didn't put it together until like 10 minutes later. And I don't know if he put it together because then he kind of just lackadaisically walks into this amusement park that has been the site of a mass murder basically by, via alien. And – and at some point, he sees the alien come at him. And then the next scene is him being like to his sister, it's not a ship, it's a it's an animal. And I'm like, how did you... I didn't understand how he put that together. Um, I don't remember in detail enough to yeah. answer that question. But <laughs> I feel like, I mean, a big theme of the movie, which I think is the... Ties the horse training together yeah. with the monkey with the um alien is that humans think that they're smarter than nature they think that they yeah. can sort of figure out ways to tame these creatures and use them in their own dominion and in actuality these are like wild animals that yeah. can turn on you at any moment and so I guess like just with those themes running through, it it's not shocking that he comes to that conclusion, I guess. But um, yeah, I guess yeah. I had just wished he'd witnessed like the because. Yeah, I mean, he did see like the horse being sucked up yeah. and stuff at various points. And I and maybe it's because the animal or the UFO thing seems so smart that he realizes right. that it's a it's a creature and not a um and then also it's making weird noises i i yeah. guess i don't know but yeah. yeah he he realizes that it's that it's a creature and that it's stalking him and so they have come up with this whole plan to get the picture and i think again to go back to that same theme like they think they're going to easily outsmart this thing by luring it out and then getting a picture and it turns out this creature is way smarter than they are yeah. um well, that's and... the thing. <laughs> that's the thing that confuses me too, because the opening scene is like six months before the majority of the film, where they realize there's this alien, and so the opening scene is the dad and the son are talking at the ranch, and they do say that they've sold some horses to, um, I don't remember the character's name, Sheriff or Jupe or whatever. Yeah. Um, and. And then there's the whole what we find is the tell of the alien where everything loses power, everything goes quiet. And he's killed by like falling um, debris, what it what turns out to be a dollar. But what confuses me is that was six months before. So in this, does that imply that that the sheriff character has known about the alien and fed the alien the horse at that point? And conceivably also lost a human being because, like, keys fall into the horse type thing. Or was the alien, like, existing somewhere else and came through and belched this up and then the action happened? Because I was like, I don't need to know where the monster comes from. I don't care about that. But I was like, how does the beginning tie into, tie into the, like, overlap of I these two characters' journeys? I, I mean, I think that when the... When the Steven Yeun character is getting ready for the spectacle at yeah. the end and he has all the people, he's he's sort of saying, like, I've been training this for months. I've been giving okay. him horses. Yeah. Um, and so I think that definitely before Steven Yeun's character finds out about this thing first yeah. and, and has been giving it horses for whatever yeah. reason, because it's not like he has horses running around his park. He's just right. been like they're gone. And I think that probably at some point in that process, the thing also ate a person. I don't know if Steven Yeun's like has been giving it horses to sort of protect it right. from eating people or what the vibe is there. But yeah, you definitely have to assume that the thing has been eating people because the creature like eats the humans and then sort of like regurgitates all of the Ew. like non-organic yeah material that it's eating which because... is another brilliant scene that's a really that was a really cool scene well i think it's cool at the beginning when you get all of the um 
when you yeah get like the coins and stuff yeah. coming from the sky and you don't know when and then it's also really cool when this thing finally sucks up a whole crap ton of people and then like belches it all Gross. out over the house yeah um and then it's interesting how when he they feed it this like mechanical horse how that sort of runs it runs the creature um around and they're like the kite is coming out of it and I don't know. I, yeah. th- I thought that the monster was very cleverly done and very interesting in that it's very sinister, but it's also very beautiful. It has strengths, but also has weaknesses. And you yeah. sort of are able to figure out like what it's capable of without having too much work put into it. And it seems pretty mysterious the entire time. And when you finally get to the end where it is more you know, you do know what it looks like. It sort of unfolds in these various mm. ways to make it a... I thought the design of it <laughs> as a creature was very good. Did you not it like was, that? No, it was beautiful. Like, that's the thing is... And and this is what's hard to talk about because walking out of the theater, I was like, huh, I don't really know what he was trying. Like, it went over my head. I'll admit it. I don't know. I don't know if that speaks to my weaknesses or that the film just... I wasn't processing or whatever. But... So it's been fun to like read about it and to be like, okay, I guess I see that and like the themes and whatever. But at the time I was like, what is this? Like, why is it billowing out? Like that literally makes no sense just based on how we've seen him eat creatures and go through his stomach or whatever and then regurgitate. And now suddenly it's this like 10 times as large billowy sail. So it's like, what – I didn't understand what the point is of it existing for supposedly months as this UFO saucer-shaped creature and then deciding to become this billowy, majestic cloud except that it looked pretty. Like, that was something where I was like, well, what is this adding? Like, what is this saying about animal and, like, man? You know, like, what – how did that work? Why? (laughs) I mean, I think it was – I – like nobody knows the mechanisms of this creature, right, obviously. but I think that there, to me, this was an indictment on like capitalism. I think oh, that's what the film is, okay. is mainly doing. It's sort of saying like humans as entities want to be able to turn, you know, anything into a consumer product, even something that they know is dangerous, they're willing to risk it to make money off of it. Yeah, like spectacle um, and yeah, yeah, the spectacle of of something and and you know how like nature is not something to be tamed in that way. You can't trust it. It's not reliable. And all both with the horse and with the monkey and then also with the alien, there's sort of this um like it gets triggered by something and then it goes on the attack. And I think that it's something to do with, for most of the movie, the alien is sort of like biding its time. It's in some kind of fake cloud that it's able to put up. Um, and it's it, it feels like it's um, in some way, shape or form predictable. And then right. because at the end they're feeding it all of this stuff that's Mm. not real. And then it's, you know, it's like in battle for me, some, some, the reason why it like expanded into that flowy thing was some sort of like, just like lashes out, like it's pissed and it's like going on the defensive. Yeah. Like, you know how there's those dinosaurs that are lizards or whatever that have the like thing that pops out of their neck. Right. Like that's sort of how I read it. Uh, I mean, also I'm sure that 60% of the decision was just like artistic because it looked cool. (laughs) But I, I guess I didn't really, Yeah. I, I didn't think about it enough to be like, well, this is stupid. Yeah. Cause I, I was, I actually really enjoyed like, Honestly, I did the first half, the first act, great. I really enjoyed the second act, the chemistry of the siblings, plus the sort of like tech guy being like, what the F are we dealing with? The the Steven Yoon like moment. All of that was so compelling. And even this like, you know what? We're going to capture this shot. We've got to do it. That's what we're going to do. Like, we can't walk away now. We're going to get this shot. And I thought everything around this plan that they did was so fun to watch, like outsmarting the beast. But the instant it fell apart, that's when the movie's themes sort of dissipated for me too, because I became 
confused by everyone's motivations and then the messaging because by that point we've lost Steven Yun, like his character's dead, RIP. But then you're you pivot to this artiste director who's like, oh, the magic hour, I've got to get this shot. I got to get the perfect shot. And he as a character befuddled and <laughs> annoyed me and felt like just maybe too much like indulgence on Jordan Peele's part to try and talk about everything all at once um, because that just kind of like fell apart. And then the showdown where the monster seems ready to, you know, trash lives suddenly pauses enough to do this weird like bravado green mouth square opening to give the siblings an extended amount of time to kind of have this silent conversation that I didn't fully understand. Like it referenced a past moment where she's like, dad never gave me this chance that he promised me. Instead, he gave it to you. And you looked up at me at the window and said like, I don't know, I got you or something like that sibling moment was very, I was like, okay, what are we, what are we trying to feel here? Because then she goes on the run and it seems like he's going to sacrifice himself, but then he doesn't need to sacrifice himself in the end because he lives. So it was all like, was that their plan all along? Was she supposed to pull him to this? Like, was the balloon finale part of their plan or was she improvising? Like, it felt very like I couldn't get a read on what the intention was. So I think, I mean, to take these like one at a time. Okay. Yeah. I think that the cinematographer guy, one, I think was a callback to a lot of different like bad guys in movies like this. Like I was thinking about the guy in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark who like wants mm. to look into the, um, the Ark oh, okay, and, and some yeah. of those characters who are like, they're so um, like, they're so obsessed with whatever this thing that they're hunting for is that it sort of like eat that it ends right. up killing them. And that he is in search of like the perfect, you know, sort of photo video of these like predatory creatures that he ends up being prey of one. And I think, I don't know if that is necessarily capitalism because I don't know if his motivation is money, but I think it does sort of like, lump into that whole genre um i think if there's one thing that i felt like this movie needed more of it was more backstory on the siblings and their relationship and their relationship yeah. with their father because yeah the so i i didn't think that there was an enough emotional payoff at yeah. the end when he sort of when she's like because they they sort of have a little bit of a moment like the Black Widow and Hawkeye in the last yeah. <laughs> Endgame where they're sort of like, I'm going to I'm gonna sacrifice myself. No, I'm going to sacrifice myself. And they sort of are like going back and forth. But we don't really get that why they would be doing that other yeah. than the fact that they're just siblings because we've never seen their relationship in any sort of meaningful way. So I did not love that. I felt like that that is the one area that they could have strengthened. But that being said, it's like they are siblings who have been together their whole life. So I right. didn't find it like that unbelievable. It just wasn't something that we had necessarily seen. And I thought that there could have been more emotional payoff if we had gotten more of that. Yeah, because it the, also felt like at or, that point, yeah. the monster had been like, oh, I'm mad at you guys. Like, I dare you to test me. But it didn't feel like the tension was there in the same way because it was kind of just floating. And so even when she's like rushing and she's doing her Akira slide or whatever on the motorcycle and releasing this balloon, it didn't feel like the same tension you got earlier in the movie. And I was kind of like, I'm not sure I'm like reading this because they make a big deal about like, oh, don't look an animal in its eyes. Don't look an animal in its eyes. And it almost felt like sort of the easy cop out of like, it's a T-Rex. It can't see if you don't move type thing. But it was like, is this, <laughs> I don't know. It just felt kind of like the monster was really phoning it in in that last part. It was barely chasing um, Kiki Palmer. Yeah, some of the monster mechanisms I wasn't sure about. Like, yeah, because it has just been sucking people up through the hole. Yeah. And then with the two of them, it's doing something where it's like sort of unfolding itself <laughs> yeah. in different ways. And I... I feel like that what I sort of told myself or or my interpretation of it is that in general, it's just kind of been feeding on things. Right. But in this moment, it 
it wants some sort of like revenge mm. or something that's more than just like feeding. Yeah. And so it's getting ready to do some kind of more sinister thing to them. Right. And it's sort of like unfolding this, but we don't really know what that is. And there's sort of no way for us to know what that is because, yeah. you know, it's like, it's this creature that they've never seen before. We've never seen before. So I don't know. Like, I guess that that is a, something to quibble with about the movie, but it also didn't uh, impact right. me that much. Yeah. I mean, like speaking by formula alone, this does follow a very like Jaws like, um, you know, slow reveal. You don't see the monster for a while. And then when you do, it's a bloodbath. And then it's like, oh shit, we have to go and catch this and we're going to go catch it. And we have a plan and it's foolproof and we're going to get it. But then the monster does start to take it personally and kind of toy with them. And then, you know, brutally attack and kill at least one of them. And so it's like, it does feel formulaic in a way, not not like formulaic, like, oh, this is derivative, but just, I mean, it does seem to follow this pattern. And that's a pattern that I would enjoy. And like, I enjoyed the homage to all this, like, you know, Hollywood referential stuff and all of that. But it just felt like, like you took capitalism from this, but then certain reviews are like, oh, this is about our, our thirst for spectacle and like we'll do anything to go viral like Kiki Palmer's character mentions at the beginning that her real job is just she wants to do anything else basically she's like oh I can act I can sing I can dance I can do it like whatever she's like duh, 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 duh. and he's like stop doing your hustle on the side and she's like that's not my side business type thing and then there's a TMZ like character that pops up that's very funny and kind of like obvious in the joke that it's like he's willing to die for the shot and so it's like showing all these layers of stuff but it almost feels like he just threw everything at the board and was like can't wait to see what people come up with um because yeah on one side it's like very literal and it's you can't you can't cage an animal like what do you expect type thing but then there's all these like hidden pieces that people are pulling at that's like Oh, it's about race. Oh, it's about privilege. Oh, it's about Hollywood. Oh, it's about this. And it, it is technically arguably about all of it, but that itself started to feel like a little bit of a reason why this movie was kind of hard to get into. I think that's interesting, though, that you – because I think that Us was a much more – confusing complicated movie that <laughs> there was like that was difficult to interpret i mean like get out was fairly straightforward in what it was trying to say yeah where i feel like us i was like i have no idea this is throwing so many different things at the wall and like clearly it's about race but then it's also about that was not- about that was about the what's the term like elite like classist issues like the elitism of who's on top and who's on bottom type you know the totem pole of society uh but yeah I mean that's the thing right is us makes no logical sense when you pull that thread it all comes apart but it's so bonkers and like committed that you just are allowed to lose yourself in the premise without worrying too much about the details whereas this was like there were so many details he was throwing at us, but they weren't adding up for me. I feel like they, they there weren't that many details. Like <laughs> once I, I mean, they're basically chasing this. I felt like the most difficult part for me was trying to figure out how the chimpanzee plot line fits yeah. <laughs> with the alien plot line. But then once we got to the end of the movie and it was sort of like I think these are just kind of thematically linked. I don't think that they're actually like linked in you know, like connection. Mm-hmm. I I didn't I didn't have any issues with it. And I felt like as an action movie this was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I loved the I I thought the cinematography was great. I loved the like ingenuity of it. Just the fact that they get all of those windsock mans that are turning on and off, I thought was a cool bit. Um, I loved the music. I thought the acting was really great, especially from Kiki Palmer and the tech guy. Um, I thought that the script was like thought provoking, but also not, but uh, like I thought it did a really good job of being very thought provoking, but also giving you like a fairly straightforward, basic alien movie in a way that I don't think a lot of these kind of monster movies do. Um, I just I felt like it was firing on so many different 
levels and the things that you're bringing up i feel like are very like minuscule (laughs) in my mind no i really don't feel like i walked away and was nitpicking it was more that as a whole i was like why isn't this working like why isn't it capturing me and it felt like it was just like it was hard to it felt uneven like with the story with the tone with the characters every chapter was like a horse's or animal's name and it was like okay what do you want me to get from this yeah i feel like adding the chapters in movies like i sort of completely disregard them because it doesn't i I don't i don't understand why they're there most of the time but he did it it's there right but like I'm like I'm not gonna dock points for right. this movie for putting in these interstitial chapter names. Like it, like I don't care. It's yeah. not actively <laughs> detracting from it. Yes, I'll, you'll get like an eye roll from me, but it's not like wow. If they had taken those out, it would have been a perfect movie, and and they, it, they right. completely ruined it. But that's like what he put in. That he made a choice to put that in, and same with like. The Gordy scene, there's this shoe that he becomes obsessed with that's perfectly balanced. And it's like, what does that mean to the point? Like, what does that stand for as an obsession? And and there's like details that people have pointed out that I appreciate more now, like how the cameras on that set that um, that uh, Jupe witnessed become what he makes the merch for his new alien show look like. Like... I can appreciate the the character, but as it was happening, it was all stuff that like I felt like didn't stand out enough to like justify putting so much of it in. Like like the cinematographer character was so over the top and hard to read that it was like, are you just making fun of your own like industry? Is that just is this just an excuse to make fun of it or like is this meant to say something more? And so it was just like a lot that I felt like I wish it had just I'm, been. I, I'm <laughs> always like endlessly baffled because I feel like there's certain <gasps> movies that you like give a million free passes to. And I'm like, this is stupid. And you're like, oh, no, it was great. Blah, blah. And then there's other things where you are like, you know, going through it with your tweezers. Like <laughs> but I'm not apart, doing like, that. That's what I'm little... saying. I was trying to like, I, I. I felt like there was so much happening that I couldn't, I literally like couldn't latch on to one theme to carry me through the movie. So it wasn't that it was like, this doesn't make sense. This logically doesn't line up. It's like there were so many threads that it was, it was frustrating in the end to feel like I didn't get a full picture. I didn't think there was that many threads though. They were going after an alien and then there was the chimpanzee plot line. (laughs) Like, what were the other threads? What do you mean the other threads? Like, everything in this movie. (laughs) I'm not talking about just, like, there's the, oh, is it a UFO? Is it a monster? Oh, it's an animal. Animals don't like this. Like, animals, are we controlling animals? Oh, we're going for the shot. Are we rooting for these people to get the shot or should they just let it go? Is it bad that she did get the shot? Like, isn't this, if it's a statement on the toxicity of, of like capitalism or our thirst for spectacle or our willingness to to do it for the vine type energy why in the end does she still get the money shot like what is and i'm not sitting there thinking this all through as it's happening it's more i walk away and i'm wondering huh like this isn't like i didn't enjoy this as much as i thought why is that so it's not that i'm like brooding sitting there it's more that i'm like what is happening And it's not like falling into place for me. I mean, it's not, I, it is like a summer blockbuster monster movie, but it's obviously a lot more complicated than something like Jurassic Park is, which is, you know, you're getting like one very specific, like it's like Jurassic Park is not a difficult movie to understand like the plot of, or like the themes of, I, I, I mean, maybe it's like deceptively simple, but I feel like most people can watch it and be like, okay, yeah, obviously I think it's doing a lot of the same themes that this one is doing. This is just like sort of getting at it in a slightly more like complicated way, but I still had lots of fun with it. And I also like sometimes, like I like a movie 
that doesn't always give you all of the answers and sort of like leave some things for you to interpret it. I think it's like the English major in me that loves like, <laughs> okay, now I get to kind of like puzzle over this a bit. Like yeah. okay, that shoe was there. Like what was the shoe? Like the shoe wasn't really related to the plot. So it's like, why is it there? And what does it kind of stand for? I feel like is an interesting exercise to kind of after a movie to puzzle through and have to come up with like, you know, your totally. analysis of it. Where... I get that. But it just felt like I don't maybe – maybe I didn't trust Jordan Peele. It felt like in some cases it was throwing a lot of things at the wall and seeing what stuck. And even he says like, oh, I wanted to leave it up for interpretation. I don't have all the answers type thing. Well, it's like you directed it. So it's like obviously thematically you can leave – like things up to interpretation, like how you feel about something. But it's hard to pretend that you made a choice in every single shot of this film. And this is clearly trying to be allegorical. It isn't just a monster movie. This isn't just, you know, Godzilla traipsing through New York. Blah, how do we survive? Like there is something deeper at play in the way these characters converse and mean, like interact, but it didn't it felt like at times they were so like somber and thoughtful and like, this is what we know about animals. But then other times it's very campy, like, LOL, let's like make a plan, hatch well, this together. There's definitely a lot of humor in the movie in, and it, and it feels like sort of genre defying in some ways because yeah, there's like very funny parts. There's also the whole scene, which I thought was really good, but also sort of like doesn't really go anywhere where he hears a noise in the barn and he goes yeah. out there and it's these kids who are dressed up like aliens, yeah. but you don't realize they're dressed up. So you think Honestly, that, very oh, scary. like yeah. this could be the alien. And I was like, I like yelped at one point <laughs> in the theater. So, but but like that is like a horror movie scene that has been added into this. And then very quickly it's like, ah, it's the neighbor kids. And you know, you sort of like move on from that. So it's, it does like kind of, it's playing with things and sort of undercutting itself at various points where you think, oh, well it's like going to be more humorous. And then it turns out to be more sinister or you think it's going to be sinister and it turns out to be humorous. Um, But I felt like, I feel like my reading of it with the like sort of capitalist angle, like connected all of the points for me. And like, yes, she gets the picture at the end and maybe, you know, the more like appropriate ending for that reading of the movie is that she would realize like, Oh wait, actually like this thing is so um, like, like so dangerous that we shouldn't, like try to get the shot from it but also i feel like they had been through so many things and so many bad things had happened to them in the process that it made sense that she would get this picture and also i feel like probably what will end up happening is that she will get the picture and then the picture won't end up being like like people will think it's fake anyways um which they don't get into in the movie but I'm like, just because she has the picture, I don't think necessarily means that it's going to be Oprah anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, <laughs> I was like, okay. Did Rob I, I don't like know. this? No, he didn't like, he liked it less than I did. I felt like there was a lot compelling about it. Like it was funny. I liked their energy. I felt like, sure, I would have appreciated more character building. So I, you know, understand their dynamic a little better, like you were saying. But overall, I was like, I liked these characters, except for the cinematographer. And I liked the jokes of like TMZ, like broken arm. Like it was, there were funny moments. And I honestly would have liked it more if it had leaned into that camp a little bit. But I was so, by the end, it just felt like it lost its own, um, like, speed and and uh like it had slowed down so significantly in that last like 10 20 minutes that it was just like oh maybe there's something like in the difference between us and nope that (laughs) 
like is that like they're, they're, they're very they're, different films like i don't well, i'm not trying to compare the two no i mean i think that they are very different but they obviously come from the same mind yeah and i wonder if there's like something intrinsic in them that it's like one of them is more your style of that kind of movie and one of them is more my style of that kind of movie <laughs> yeah. because I feel like they are similar in a lot of ways in that they are both like doing a lot of different things and sort of um like tying stuff together and I felt like the mechanisms of us were so outlandish and ridiculous <laughs> and didn't really make Right. Like logical sense that I had a hard time like getting on board with it, yeah. even though like the metaphorical stuff I thought was good. Where this, I felt like because it was an alien movie, I I didn't have any trouble with the like world building stuff. I felt yeah. like it all made sense and and was on board with it more. But I wonder if that's maybe some kind of like difference just in the type of thing that we like. And I also wonder if maybe it's partially because like, this is one of your favorite genres where this is not one of my favorite genres. Right. So I was like, Oh, I'm like, I am perfectly fine with them taking this sort of mold and doing whatever crazy shit they want with it. Because yeah. I don't usually like monster movies, but yeah. I do usually really like horror and slasher movies. And so the fact that us like didn't make sense in that way right. to me, I was like, no, I don't like this. Yeah. And and I do, like, yeah, I just felt like it, I wish I wish the creature had been more, I don't know, it, like something about the finale felt so suddenly prestigious and, like, serious with this, like, almost arrival-like, oh, we're yeah, misunderstanding the alien. It's very beautiful. Look at this mesmerizing. But then Ultimately, it's taken out by a balloon, which is also such a humorous weapon that it's just like, why is this match with such an elegant, like, moving score and this this creature that we don't understand? Like, I felt like if they wanted us to be like, oh, this horse wrangler understands this creature more than anyone else currently, it should have been more animalistic or something more reactive and, like, and bone chilling in the end whereas in the end it's almost where it becomes more philosophical and like contact-esque where it's like oh we don't understand the alien but then they ultimately just kill it too but it's not a criticism of killing it it's just like that's what you do in a monster movie so it was like very by the end I was just like huh I don't know it just didn't click for me and I know I'm the odd one out like I I walked out thinking like, I wasn't mad at Jordan Peele. I still think he's a great director. Like, I thought it was interesting enough that I was like, you know what? This is fine. Like, I'm not – I don't think this is the end of his career or whatever. Like, whatever. And honestly, the more he breaks into these genres that black people have historically been left out of, like, I'm all for that. I don't think every movie needs to be a masterpiece at this point, right? So I was like, yeah, sure. Great. Fun time. I do think if I watched it again, I'd like it a little more. But at the time, it was just like, oh, I I don't know. I just like, eh, it didn't stick. Like it, uh, you know. <laughs> I I also just felt like it was so much fun. Like I had such a good time watching this in the theater. I felt like I was pulled in the entire time. I felt like the rest of the audience around me was like engaging with it. They were laughing. They were, you know, nervous at the parts that we were, you were supposed to be nervous for. So I think that my enjoyment of it as a movie also led me to overlook certain like yeah. aspects of it because I was like, oh, this is just, you know, a good, a good time. time where yeah. I feel like uh, with us again, I did not <laughs> Like, I felt like Us was a little bit more of a slog. And by the time I got right. to the end of it, I was like, okay, we, yeah. like, did we need all of this? But I think that what you were saying is, like, Us also does that a little bit where there's, like, weird humorous parts in there Definitely. that sort of feel out of place. And then also I, the end of Us, like, when it moves into that entire, like, dance sort of sequence, <laughs> I felt like was more Dumb. philosophical than... So maybe this is, like, a <laughs> sort of vibe that he for sure like, I mean just his style yeah and that's the thing is like he comes from comedy he is funny and I'm glad that this movie like I said was a little bit more like lighthearted and could flex those muscles that you know it, it weren't as necessary in something like us or get out but 
yeah, I kind of just felt like uh, I don't know. It just lost me in the in the a little bit. But so, I'm not mad about it. I just a, am disappointed. A different okay. Um, way to flex your parenting <laughs> yeah. on us already. Um, <sighs> on a question I have is like I've seen some people on Twitter talking about like oh like Kiki Palmer is so good she should get an Oscar. Yeah. Which I don't. I feel like this movie is again a summer movie, and I don't. I feel like it's going to be a little bit more. Um, like I don't, I think it's more divisive, so I can't really necessarily see tons and tons of people getting behind this. Um, I think it'll probably get some technical nominations, but is there anything in this that you feel like, oh, this has legs to make it to award season? Um, no, I love Kiki Palmer. I really do. Her, her, if we gave out awards for like press junket, uh, moments she would win it every time I think she's so great but even in this it wasn't like I didn't walk out and be like whoa that was a mind-blowing performance I think the best shot this has is mm, maybe technical but yeah the sound was really that was the thing that stood out the most like the that was the most horrifying part but even so it's like a very mild on this on the scare factor like I did not feel scared and I'm a huge baby so if you're at this point, I guess everyone's already left. But if you're worried about being too scary, no. This isn't nearly as scary as us. It's not anywhere as like dark as like Get Out. So I think the sound was super good. And honestly, the score was was really notab- notable too. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked it. We'll be seeing this again Um I'm sure on our end of year <laughs> rankings and it'll come up, you know, throughout the next couple of months. I'm sorry to disappoint you, Matt. I really was hoping we would agree on it and have a good time just like you know, enjoying just it. Just whenever I think you're going to. <laughs> Same like, to you, man. <laughs> I'm still I'm still living. So I will never mm-hmm. I will never in a million years get over the 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 episode where you were like yeah, maybe Will Smith not not so bad for slapping him. And I was like, "What? <laughs> That's not what I, I never, said." I never but know when. Honestly, you're four years together, never. we're still surprising each never. other. <laughs> Keeping the podcast young. Oh my gosh, dear Lord! Okay, I need to get out of here. Um, <laughs> what are we doing next week? Is next? I week think the it's bodies, train? bodies, bodies. Oh, bodies, bodies, bodies. Oh, so good. Yes, I think Bullet Train comes up in two weeks. Um, okay, perfect. I can't wait to talk about that <laughs> Okay, okay. Well, we'll see. That Another is, horror for us. That to is very unpack. in my wheelhouse. Yeah. That's like exactly my wheelhouse. <laughs> so I'm yeah. excited for you to have to sit through that <laughs> um, as revenge for your bad take on Nope. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we'll be back next Tuesday with another pop culture roundup and then on Thursday mm. with a Bodies, Bodies, Bodies episode. There we go. Um, in the meantime, you can leave us a review, you can send us an email, um, follow us on social media, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. <laughs>